Welcome to Rental Equip Talk Radio with your host, Donald Charbonnet. This is the radio program designed for industry insiders, as well as anyone interested in getting into the rental equipment industry. Now, here is Donald Charbonnet. Well, hello and welcome to Rental Equip Talk Radio. I'm your host, Donald Charbonnet, broadcasting live from New Orleans, the Mardi Gras town. Come visit the greatest free show on earth. A big thank you to our listeners, tell your friends and associates. Remember, you can always listen on demand after the show. And as always, if there's a certain guest or subject you'd like to have on the show, I'll do my best to get them. I can be reached at Rental Equip Talk Radio at gmail.com. And today you can call in to 1-866-472-5790. Hope you enjoyed the last two weeks uh, with the shows on Big Rents and National Equipment Register as my guests. Lots to learn from both, and if you missed them, you can always go back to the podcast on the website. Last week was a real busy one as I attended the Associated Equipment Distributors Summit in Orlando, complete with their Condex. A big thank you to John Crothers, the Vice President of the AED, for inviting me to attend the summit, which included some great speakers and equipment manufacturers and technology and software providers. Remember that members of the AED are the companies that you typically buy from and support you. I'll come back to this in a bit, as I want to share with you some of the issues that were discussed, especially in the rent-to-rent arena, things you should be aware of. I also want to thank Tony Kanat, the CEO of the ARA, and Wayne Wally, editor-in-chief of the Rental Management Magazine that just came out in February. They were kind enough to put a great article about the show in this month's issue. Hope more of you will tune in, and I hope to see you at the ARA show in Anaheim next week. Hope to get some new listeners or connect with me on LinkedIn. I also want to thank those AED members who recognized me uh, and my show as I attended the event as I had a chance to visit with them, especially Kurt Barney with Vandalia Rental in Ohio and Owen Edwards with Script International. Uh, another big news for me is that my daughter, Nicole Barron, is now assisting me with social media. So now you can find me on Twitter, at Equip Talk. Hope to tweet with you along the way. Let's get back to the summit. It was very well organized and had a great group of speakers. Obviously, I couldn't attend all of the seminars that ran concurrently, so I focused on those detailing, excuse me, dealing with rental. But every seminar dealt with something about being in the equipment business, or any business for that matter, so there's a lot of great take-home value. All your rental operators out there should take note of what the dealers may be doing. The seminar subjects at the summit were broken down in a number of areas, and I just want to take you through the main subject areas and the subjects that they discuss because I think they're relative to the rental industry also and not just AED members. So under management, uh, they had subjects of building healthy habits, peak performance for the dealership professional, or in our case, or the rental professional. Employment law, hidden threats within the dealership. There was also best practices for successful hiring and retention of military veterans specifically. And how about turning people problems into people's solutions in thriving in an ever-changing world? There was another titled People Maximizer, 
Do you have the right people in the right seats? Activate digital marketing tactics to drive your business forward was another one. And mentorship matters. Build your best team using insight-driven decision-making. Again, all these pertain to rental also. Then, of course, being AED, there was discussions about rent, excuse me, about sales. This is what they've been known to do. And always the focus of the AED house. There was alternative financing to close more deals. Do the hustle, taking your sales to the next level with new techniques. Designing sales processes to deliver great customer feedback. Peak performance, how to increase your business. And lastly, how to read your customer's mind. Wish we could all do that. There was talk about leadership, an ever-changing and important role in any business. First, there was the link between emotional intelligence and success. Then the top 10 legal myths business leaders need to know. Competitive strategies. Leadership lessons from the street, not the classroom. There was even an OEM construction engine panel. And I think there's a lot of changes coming our way in that regard. How about the profitability of hiring diversity? And a, what I thought was one of the most important ones was business transactions and succession planning. Very relevant in the rental industry today, I'd say. And understanding the options, process, and risk, and a show also that I'm working on specifically on that title. There was also economic outlook seminar, and back to the future, a government affairs decision. If then, if any of these strike a chord with you, I'll be glad to dwell further into what they said in future shows, as I do have more information on most of those topics. Also technology, gee whiz, an ever-growing subject. These included cybersecurity and six ways to protect yourself, your company, and your customers, of course. And repair your repair process, the critical need for service event collaboration. Something else we've all learning about every day is going mobile and leveraging mobile technology within your operation and creating customers for life. You know, there's so many technological changes taking place these days. I think the future is crazy and some of the things I'll discuss towards the end of the show will validate that. Always with an AED house, there's discussions about product support. And there were several different seminars about that subject. First was the fundamentals of an exceptional customer experience, something that we all strive for in all parts of our business. Also, new apps and technology to increase productivity and satisfaction with your parts and service support. And that parts and service is going to come back in the later discussion in the show. Reducing turnaround time 
and increasing throughout the service department. And we all know the difference in an AED house versus a rental house. And also, reducing your customers' cost of equipment ownership by managing their data for them. Obviously, with telematics today, this has become a reality and not something that's that far out in the future. Those areas and subjects alone are worth an individual show of their own. Also important to anyone in the equipment industry. But I couldn't be two places at one time and my central focus was on what the AED members are doing with rental. So all of the above really apply to rental as well as they do an AED house. So we're going to focus on rental a little bit and what uh, they deem as rent to rent versus in the past, it's been rent to sell. So in rental, uh, there was a series of seminars dedicated to just being better at rental. So they discuss rent to rent. And some of the things they discuss uh, were the top KPIs for the rental department, including issues like what all is included in original equipment cost. Uh, there's a lot of different thoughts on that. There was also discussion on utilization, both financial and time utilization, and how maintenance affects income. These are issues that the rental industry has been focused on for a very long time and something that's not going away if we're going to be successful in this industry. Also, fleet age. And what's, when is it the right time to sell? By the way, a lot of these discussions had no final conclusions on any of them. Just great open subjects that would probably all differ on. I think it's very important that uh, at least some plan of attack can be addressed in your organization, be it rental or AED house, to know about your fleet and when the right time to turn it could be. And remember, you can call in at 1-866-472-5790. Next came the rental industry success stories and pitfalls. This was led by industry veteran and a gentleman that handles a lot of training for AED members in a series of seminars all based around rental. Owen Edwards, who heads up Script International, Owen did a great job of discussing many of the common threads that rent-to-rent and AED rent-to-rent have in common. And many of these things are required to be in this industry. So before I get into the details of all the issues that Owen brought up regarding rental and rent-to-rent, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll continue on with rental industry success stories and pitfalls. Back to you, Voice America. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Genie Z60 slash 37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. 
the Genie 60 37 FE boom lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. Genie genuine parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom Lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. This is Rental Equipped Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And we are back at Rental Equipped Talk Radio. And today we're talking about the recap of the uh, Associated Equipment Distributors Summit and Conducts that was held in Orlando last week. And the dealerships uh, that support some of your equipment going into the rent-to-rent business. I was about to start on the subject of rental industry success stories and pitfalls. This seminar was done by Owen Edwards, who's heads up Script International. And he did a great job on many of the common threads in rent-to-rent and AED rent-to-rent have in common and many of the things required to be in this industry. So some of this might be a wake-up call for the AED houses and all you rental houses already know some of this, but it's just uh, subjects to think about. So the first one he talked about was ownership commitment. This is something new to some dealers, and they really have to embrace it. They have to realize that it's a lot different than being in just the sales parts and service business. They have to develop performance metrics to keep up with the success or pitfalls of the business and to monitor, monitor those carefully. It's very capital intense, as we all know. So they have to be ready with the financial resources to grow the rental division and expand it as opportunities arrive. Even the compensation and bonus plans are typically different 
for the rental companies than they are for sales personnel. Next, Owen jumped into profit centers. And his recommendation, obviously, is don't mix it in with sales, service, or parts. Rental is a separate entity and should stand on its own. Again, it's different than sales. So you also now have a new overhead allocation, a rental department. And the rental fleet must have an organized plan for disposal of used equipment when that time comes. Even though some are just now entering the business, they should develop a strategy as to how long they want to keep the equipment. And you know, there's always that that fear factor that the sales guys are going to look at the depreciated assets and try to pull them out of the rental fleet. And I think senior management has to have some guidelines uh, set up for that so they're not just always yanking out of the rental fleet without the opportunity to replace the asset. Also, the organizational structure. Who reports to who and why? And are their goals aligned together? It obviously should be someone in senior management, not just another department head that's overseeing the rental department. Performance. Performance should be tied to rental results. Also, the rental department should make the decisions as to what to add or delete from the fleet. Again, as mentioned before, organize planned replacements, especially in these days of delivery and not knowing when, if you sell something, you'll be able to replace it unless the dealer has new inventory that they're ready to pour in to the rental fleet. So the rental department also has to be responsible for the fleet mix and active monitoring of the most important KPIs. And as I mentioned before, KPIs is another thing that are different in every every company, really, uh, and many, many different opinions on what the most important issues are. And we've talked about dashboards in the past, and hopefully in your dealership or in your rental house, you've got some kind of a dashboard that gives you the most important numbers on a regular basis to manage your business by. Also, there's got to be an intercompany understanding within the dealership. All departments and personnel have to buy into this sometimes new division that is being created within their dealership. The rental strategy typically touches other departments, such as parts and service. There can be lead sharing within the departments. Service, warranty, and parts availability also all play an important role. Next comes capital. Does the dealership have the right access to capital resources in place to grow the enterprise? If you only have one or two of something in your rental fleet, that's not growing. That's not a rental fleet. That's typically there to substitute uh, fill-ins. A piece of equipment is down and you've promised your customer that if something goes down, you'll replace it pretty quickly with something close to similar. So are you looking at floor plans for adding easily to a rental fleet? And mainly you have to maximize utilization. Years ago, I was a dealer for a skid steer manufacturer and we did have floor planning. And as we were a new company growing, they made it very, very easy for us to drop something 
out of the floor plan inventory right into the rental fleet simply by sending in a warranty card when it was going into the dirt. The sense of urgency was discussed. Service, service, service. When someone calls a dealership to rent something, they have to be ready to respond with good answers, good equipment, and the sense of urgency for the customer. Customers, as we all know, can call a rental house and have the equipment very quickly as that's what they're do, that's what they're set up to do. So dealerships have to have that same mentality. The transaction time is very short in rent to rent. Also, the equipment turnover is very important. So that sense of urgency is there. Always have to remember, customers have choices. And this is a service industry. There was also discussion about the fleet mix and age. So every model is not an absolute necessity for the rental fleet. Basically, a contractor is looking for a small, medium, or large piece of equipment. And the age and mix of your fleet will tell if you'll be successful in the rent-to-rent business. Don't overcomplicate it. Are you a specialty house or a broad line provider? So you also have to think about diversification. Will the dealer get to the point when they have a total equipment offering? The rental term, new focus, from long-term rentals to short-term with more servicing and again, quick turnaround time. There's also the personnel commitment. This will be new to the dealerships going to rent to rent. There are a number of positions that the rent to rent industry has had in place forever that the dealer must now consider with added payroll. First, there's got to be a manager, someone who is in charge of this new division. Don't just let the parts or service guy oversee your investment. There's inside sales and dispatching. These people must be very knowledgeable about all of the product offerings. And that too gets back to the small, medium, or large concept where you don't have to worry about one excavator having six different models to dig the same hole. The dispatcher also has to know what's coming and going so they can make the proper commitment to a customer as to timely deliveries and pickups. Outside sales, that's always interesting. I don't think that you can use an equipment salesman to fill the role of a rental salesman. An equipment salesman takes a lot longer on a sales call than a rental salesman. Rental salesman is looking for that, what my my buddy Donald used to call belly to belly time on a job site when that person doesn't have much time to spare. Where the equipment rental salesman is going through all the features and benefits and financing options available to them if they're looking to buy equipment. It's got to be dedicated delivery personnel and a vehicle, truck and trailer. The rental department can't afford to wait for the sales truck to get back to service a rental company. If they're delivering a new bulldozer and it's going to take them three hours and the rental department gets a call, they've got to be in charge of their own fleet that they can get to 
to make sure that they take care of that customer. The service manager, someone to oversee service and repairs, different obviously from the dealer's service manager who typically handles the work on equipment that has been sold and is in the shop for repair. Yard personnel, someone in the yard who can instruct and help a customer that may come to the yard to pick up equipment. And also the unsung hero, the wash rack guy, the dirtiest job in the whole place, but is instrumental in the continued appearance of the equipment to the next customer. So obviously there's a big commitment to personnel if a dealer is really going to go into the rent to rent business. There are also pitfalls to avoid and just a couple of them before we take a break. Lack of visibility in the marketplace. Are you an occasional caller? Are you making a splash in the industry? The mix of products again. Are you narrow with your earth movement equipment? Are you going to become a broad equipment supplier with everything from aerial to compressors to welders and who knows what else? Personnel turnover, especially in the sales arena. You need to keep that constant so that people in the field know that the same guy is calling. And it's not just a salesperson calling on a construction site to sell a piece of equipment. That typically can be done at an administrative office or a corporate office along the way to get that started. And asset management and the lack of it. If you're not managing these assets to your fullest capability, then I think you're going to have problems. And the customer base and the ability to grow that customer base with adding fleet and letting the customer know and have confidence, in fact, that when they call, something will be there. If there's a service problem, it'll be taken care of. We all have to remember, as I've said in shows before, we are really in the people working business. And so the company that responds quickly will keep the business. So let me uh, take a quick break here. Uh, we're going to go back to Voice America, and we will continue on with the same subject. Back to you, Voice America. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high-efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit GenieLift.com. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. 
The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom Lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Rental Equipped Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back. And today uh, we are recapping the AED Summit and Condex that was held in Orlando last week. And the basic subject is the AED houses going into the rent-to-rent business. So I've talked about a lot of different things from utilization to rental uh, mix and age and people and capital and all those kinds of things. So I personally think that the AED rent-to-rent operations, for the most part, can work harmoniously with the broadline providers. Why? So typically, the AED houses are earth-moving equipment specialists. CAT is one of the few wherein some of the dealers have embraced the CAT rental program to be a broadline provider, but not all of them have. I would use my dealer as a partner and share leads, possibly become a re-rent partner. If they have equipment they sold and have a long lead time for repair, wherein they may need to rent from you for a short-term period. So I would embrace it. They can also be a lead source because their inventory is so narrow in scope. So again, this is my personal opinion. I wouldn't fret too much about them being a new competitor against you in the rent-to-rent arena. Use them to your advantage. I would get to know their salesmen, and salesmen should uh, share leads with each other, especially if you're representing or renting their line of equipment. Remember, at the end of the day, it's the customer's decision where they get their equipment, large or small. Anyway, these are the topics that dealers are discussing to get better at renting 
and going from rent to rent to, excuse me, from rent to sell to rent to rent. I'm going to move on from that subject and continue on with other issues that were talked about at the AED Summit. So there was also a general session that had a great panel made up of reps from CAT, Deere, Volvo, Liebherr, and Dusan Bobcat. They discussed future issues facing the equipment industry, new business models that are being developed for the future. A big one was long-term planning for talent and the opportunities of meeting customer needs. It continued with possible part-time technicians and internship programs. We all know the entire industry is suffering from a big tech shortage. Again, you know that. They're looking for new ways to attract talent and to train them. AED has been very well known for a lot of the training programs that they've developed over the years from anywhere from sales to technicians. Uh, jumping into telematics, that was another big issue of discussion. To get data to support the dealer and hopefully reduce travel time and mileage charges through the diagnostics of the field technicians. They even talked about parts, and I don't know if this was a concern or a future concept, but the question was, will Amazon get into the parts distribution business? That would change a lot, and obviously, Amazon is very good at logistics. Look at the company that they have grown and now one of the richest men in the world. These major manufacturers are even talking about providing operators with equipment. They say this is getting very popular in Europe and it'll only be time when it comes to the US. I remember a company in California I looked at when I was doing M&A work for Neff that was already doing this. And it's a great way to utilize your equipment as long as you've got qualified operators. And this group even talked about contractors, equipment owners who have dead time with their equipment. They become owner operators for rental houses and they're working with them to in fact fill orders and in fact have the labor on top of the equipment rental. So lots of forward thinking issues for sure from this group. There are even many predictions of consolidation within the dealership industry. There was discussion about best practices within the dealership for operational improvement. All things we strive for in any business. And again, all this applies to any business, rental, AED house, or anything. So more discussions in other sessions were on emission regulations and where would that go? And I know that changes a lot for the manufacturers with the emission regulations that are changing. And I'm working uh, on getting an engine manufacturer on the show to help bring us up to date about what they're up against uh, with all the government regulations. The re-rent relationship, as mentioned before, between the dealer rent-to-rent department and an existing rental house. And again, this isn't coming from me. This is coming from the panel of major manufacturers. And they even talked about how important are brands. When someone just needs to dig a hole, do they call and request, I want brand X and model number Y 
for this particular rental. No, they typically say, I need an excavator or a backhoe or a mini excavator uh, with this capacity. Some of the discussion even weighed in with dealers getting into rent-to-rent versus the national rental companies. I don't know how uh, strong a subject this is, but it was brought up uh, in some of the seminars. And mainly, who's winning the game? Especially since customers have so many choices. Again, I always say, win the game on service, not on brand. And there are some common threads in this area that we all consider on a day-to-day basis. There's a focus on the customer. Both clearly need to understand the customer expectations. And also, do both have the skills and resources to execute the strategy of rent to rent? So what do customers want? And in their, I guess, analysis or research in this subject, just a few are Availability, the latest technology, late models, reliable equipment, broad solutions, and performance guarantees. And this is just to name a few. And again, this is what we as rental houses have strived for from the early days of this industry. I could go on and on and I could tell you after three days of seminars and many focus on getting the dealers smarter of being in the rent-to-rent business. But I'm going to save some for another show. But again, my suggestion to you in this whole subject of AED and rent-to-rent is to make them your friend, not your foe. There was also a report given out by the AED Foundation that was very, very interesting and very forward thinking. And it was uh, named a study on the impact of autonomous technology. And so, as a matter of clarification of autonomous technology, they define this as autonomous system is defined as software programming and hardware sensors and controls that can be applied to heavy mechanical equipment that gives the equipment the capacity to do all the work for a specific task without any, get this, human input or guidance. I think that's a little scary for me. It's a very interesting report and looked at future trends from five to 10 years and 10 to 15 years and, and again, Lots of changes coming in the future. And keep in mind that I'm shifting now from the basic rent to rent to what the manufacturers are thinking the future may look like in the not too far future to come. Uh, There was also lots of discussion on the future workforces. And I want to comment on just a couple of those that really struck me. One was, What are the impacts of the workforce and the future skill set requirements of technicians employed by AED members for support, maintenance, etc.? And guess what? It affects AED members. It affects anyone with equipment. I don't care if it's a rental house, a contractor who owns his own fleet, 
whatever the case may be, it affects them. And so part of the answer, as stated in the report, is as follows. With the growth in automation and electrification, we foresee equipment support becoming more technical with a greater number of electronic components and modular systems and the associated software and a significant decrease in demand for work related to fossil fuel engines. Things are changing, folks. Just don't know how long uh, your, your regular diesel engines are going to be part of the equation moving forward. And I'll talk about a guest I have coming up uh, in the very near future that can give us uh, more information on, on this type of thing. So the report also focused on the impact of automated vehicles, AVs as they call them. The AV era has already started. There are fully automated shuttle buses in use on a regular basis in a number of countries. Fully automated haulers are already in use in mining in a number of countries, as well as fully automated agriculture equipment being developed and tested. There's actually, uh, on LinkedIn, you can see some videos of some of the equipment on mining operations that shows uh, an excavator loading a truck and a heavy haul truck going to another area to dump it. And all of this is being done without any personnel handling it. So the research, you know, the results show that there's a number of initiatives leading to automation and electrification in the heavy equipment space. There probably will be increased advances before we know it. So there were a number of things that the report recommended uh, to the AED members as a result of their findings. And we will come back to this after this last break and tell you more about what the future looks like for AED members. So I'll jump back to you, Voice America. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. 
Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Rental Equipped Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And we're back, and we're talking about a recap of the AED uh, Summit and Condex that was held in Orlando last week. I was delighted to be a guest of the organization. Uh, we, we were just talking about, or I was just talking about, a study on the impact of autonomous technology. And uh, the AED uh, Foundation did a report on this particular subject, which is all about programming and sensors. So part of the report, uh, which in fact I, I have available to me if anyone wants it, uh, the research Results show there's a number of initiatives leading to automation and electrification in the heavy equipment space. There probably will be increased advances. I'm sure there will be increased advances. But these are the things that the report recommended to AED members. And remember, the AED members should not be uh, considered a foe. They support you in many ways, and you guys can work together. So here they go. Uh, Number one was to actively monitor technology developments, both within their sector and outside. They're looking for potential disruptive trends that may well come from autonomous system technologies being developed by major tech companies. And there was discussion about a lot of major tech companies looking uh, very closely at the uh, construction equipment manufacturing industry. Number two was to develop business model flexibility to accommodate changes in equipment automation and electrification. The third was be aware of commercial pressure towards a more service-based as opposed to sales-based business model and prepare for a strategy for that. So people have been based on sales for so long, the foundation's report says, that AED houses may become more service-oriented than sales-oriented. I'm not going to work that out because you can't service something if you, if you haven't sold it. Uh, probably most importantly, number four 
was expand technician training to accommodate as much experience as possible relevant to automation and electrification. You know, this is a, a big shift from diesel and hydraulics in most equipment. So uh, it starts with the manufacturers, and then everybody else is going to have to embrace it along the way. And the last uh, recommendation that they had was network with manufacturers and end-user clients to develop a greater understanding of their needs. So, and it all starts with the customer and what they need, and then it kind of backdoors into, you know, how the equipment's going to be made and what all it's going to do. The report goes on to state that heavy equipment manufacturers are already developing autonomous systems and are looking at providing services to their clients as opposed to traditional equipment sales. Regarding technicians, there will be a transition from diesel engines and powertrains to electric motors and batteries. Within the next 10 to 15 years, now I'm jumping ahead, but this is all from their research and report. Based on exponential trends, they estimate that 80%, that's 80% of heavy equipment machinery will be powered by electric powertrains and have systems centric to autonomous operation. These technology disruptors in the heavy equipment industry to develop a new type of technician. They're going to be forced into it. The, the technicians that we have today will have a completely different job function in the future. I always call it going from wrenches to laptops along the way. And not only is the, is the current technician shortage at a record high, but the industry must now, right now, begin developing the technicians of the future today. My, my personal thinking on this is that it will trickle down to smaller equipment in time. The question always is when. Now, let me be clear about this. The report does state and comment on compact products used in the construction industry. And a lot of these things with the autonomous technology will not be affected by smaller compact equipment which most rental houses have. That is, many excavators, skidster loaders, and the like. Why is that? At least for the next five years, they discuss that it's due to the position of other houses in a construction project that you maybe can't have a uh, robot operating, or even to the point where they mention if there's a project your children or pets. It's all about the operator and how well, in fact, they can operate the equipment efficiently and effectively. So I don't think the compact products will get to this point yet, but possibly in the manufacturing side, we may still see some of those things happening in the years to come. So things are changing, folks. Um, better get ready. I don't know to what extent it's going to affect uh, either the rent-to-rent -rent houses or the AED houses 
as we talked about uh, in the basis of this show today. But uh, manufacturers are talking about some pretty futuristic things and a lot of technology that will change the way that we do business. And there's so many of them out there, even at this point in time, that we're not sure what all the future is going to bring for day-to-day operations and the quick turnaround of equipment and changing batteries or charging batteries to keep equipment going. Uh, As we all know, it's happening in the automotive industry already. And so it's just a matter of time before machinery manufacturers embrace the same technology with uh, electrification and things of this nature. So a couple of things uh, as as I close. uh, Remember that you can always listen on demand. Uh, Find me on Twitter at Equipment Talk. I hope some of the issues and seminar topics, at least, discussed today either helped or provoked some questions for the success of your business. In the next couple of weeks, things are going to go like this. So next week is ARA. So on the 20th, I'll be traveling uh, back from Anaheim from the ARA show. So I'm bringing back Jamie Bates, who was on back in November, to discuss insurance coverages. And are you and your customers really protected. You know, you need to look closely at those COIs and make sure they have the proper coverage. Look very closely. Jamie's company specializes in this. And at the end of the day, it's all about the fine print, as we both know. The following week, February 27th, it's technician time. Well, I'm going to have a conversation that we've been talking about today that goes from wrenches to technology. My guest will be William Ward from Diesel Laptops. He'll be on to talk about training and the shift to laptops in technology. And based on the AED report, Diesel Laptops is going to be here for the future. It could be a vital answer to future technicians. If you want to find them before the show, check diesellaptops.com. Please keep writing to me my quote for the day from Jack Welsh, and I guess you know that I'm a big fan. An organization's ability to learn and translate that learning into immediate action rapidly is the ultimate competitive advantage. This is Donald Charbonnet. Call me the diehard of the rental industry. Be safe and good renting. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into Rental Equip Talk Radio. Be sure to join your host, Donald Charbonnet, next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until we speak again, have a great week.